Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I'll be talking about the power of routines and the fact that whilst routines can be extremely positive for us when we're trying to deal with a project or work through a period of adversity and we need to keep ourselves on track, similarly at times I think routine and structure can be something that puts us in something of a rut. So it's just a perspective on those sorts of things really. So disrupting the routine and breaking out of the rut. I believe it takes 30 days to form a routine, or maybe it's 90. While the time frame varies from person to person, many find benefit and comfort in a routine that brings predictably uniformity and structure to their lives. Structure and routine has always been important in giving my life familiarity and enabling a feeling of control over my destiny. As I've progressed through my journey of life, I've enthusiastically explored new ways of supercharging my productivity and of bringing opportunity to my life. I've experimented with many new routines and practices, and I've found a few that stuck. I've become a keen proponent of the power hour, getting up early, to get a start on the day and cram in an extra couple of hours of work while the world sleeps. I've chalked up many thousands of minutes of meditation as a kickstart to finding inner peace and resetting myself ready for the day ahead. I filled up a number of journals with my daily notes and thoughts, jotted down first and last thing in the day, to bookend that day with positivity and gratitude. I'm getting better at structuring and timeboxing my day to ensure that I focus on the things that count and avoid disruption and distraction from the things that don't. Undoubtedly, I've experienced benefits from each of these practices as they've become more ingrained in my daily routine, but I'm concerned about becoming too reliant on them Am I too regimented or even constrained by the adoption of these habits? In embracing that structure, am I now caught in a rut? Now there's much thinking around this and perhaps the fact that the extreme routines that some people employ can actually knock them off track. There's a tendency I think at times to get overly reliant on a routine that can ultimately disrupt the progress when they're not when these things aren't stru- stuck to. You know, if we're reliant on doing something to kickstart our day, we almost become obsessive about having to do that thing before we can get on and do for do anything else. A further danger that I believe exists is when the habits and routines are adopted for the wrong reasons or with expectations that they'll deliver results or comfort in their own right. As human beings and as a species, it seems that we like to follow a path that someone else has carved out for us. We like following the herd, feeling that we're part of a group and are comforted by following a trail that someone else has blazed before us. You only have to observe the behaviours that many exhibit under certain circumstances to fit in, to comply and follow the lead of others to see how this plays out in real life. Many of us will mimic the behaviours of others, will trust in a routine or commit to a path to deliver an outcome that we crave if we think that someone else has been there first because it gives us the impression that theirs is the right way to get it done. Here's a few examples. Our ski resort, a piece that's covered with fresh snow, will quickly become rutted as many skiers naturally tend to follow a path 
which later becomes a constraining rut, carved out by those who skied it first. People tend to join the back of a queue, on foot or in their car, naturally assuming it must indicate the right way to get to the destination. And how else can you explain this, the explosion of demand for diet books and regimes that promise weight loss and vitality, and the correspondingly record levels of obesity and ill health in society today? All this comes in spite of the general principles of weight management that are simple and easy to follow. Put simply, to eat less and move more. The answer is that people like to follow a system, so people know that that's, that's the case and they put more systems out there, believing that they're offering someone something that will work, and then people gravitate towards those naturally as a result. We humans like to have a structured path or a set of proven habits to follow, rather than taking accountability for our own role in the process. When we follow a system that someone else has laid out for us, it gives us comfort. We're putting our faith in their method and somehow absolving ourselves of responsibility if it should go wrong. Following a formula or a proven path feels more comfortable than pioneering a trail on our own. Structured approaches and habits are massively helpful and useful in many aspects of life. In my experience though, we can rely too heavily upon the routine or habit delivering the results without accepting personal responsibility for effectively executing it. If a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And at various points I've considered whether many of my new routines and practices were serving or actually hindering me. A close examination of my journaling practice revealed that I was just pretty much just going through the motions. I'd adopted a structure offered in something called the five minute journal and I rarely missed a day. On reflection though, it was clear that I wasn't really using the process to prompt genuine introspection or to focus my attentions on the positives in my life. Instead, I was simply writing out a selection of the same phrases day in, day out. It was, as, it was as if I was trying to brainwash myself by repeatedly writing down the things I thought I should be noting down. The antidote to all this? Well, I decided to disrupt the process and to double the length of my daily journal entries, from one to two pages. This immediately refocused my mind on the reason for the task and the extra space to fill in my 10-minute journal, as I now thought of it, prompted the genuine reflection and introspection that the process draws benefit from. Waking early in the morning has been one of the easier habits to adopt and to benefit from. My body now seems trained to waken before my alarm, but that said, I experienced a phase of feeling genuine guilt when I'd occasionally contemplate setting the alarm 15 minutes later than my normal start. I'd crave the extra sleep if I'd been to bed late the night before, or if I'd had a particularly hard training session at the gym, and I felt I needed the recovery. It was plainly ridiculous on those occasions to beat myself up for considering the extra 15 minutes in bed for the time lost in doing my work, but the feelings of guilt felt pretty real at the time. The antidote to this? Well, I adopted the principle of listening more closely to my body. I respect sleep and recovery as part of the overall process of keeping my body and mind serviced and tuned and healthy, ready for the demands of my life. One of my favourite authors, Ryan Holiday, identifies sleep as one of the thir fundamental 13 life-changing habits to build into our lives. And as he rightly suggests, wearing a notional badge of honour, boasting about how little time we allot to sleep, is both foolish and will negate the benefit of most other tactics for pursuing success and fulfilment. Adopting routines can be vastly beneficial in bringing structure and order to our daily lives. 
they add less value or even detract value when the process becomes constraining to creativity or purpose and burdensome to continue. Routines simply won't deliver benefit if you're merely going through the motions or doing something because someone else has told you it works for them. We're all different and what works for one person may not deliver results for another. This isn't a reason to reject an idea out of hand, but rather to explore and experiment what works for you. Don't be afraid to modify a routine to make it work for you or to reject it if it simply never will add value. My wider response to the disruption of routines in my life has expanded in scope too. I'm not just tweaking the so-called success tactics that I've employed so far, but when I identify a ritual or a habit that I've built into my life subconsciously, I'll go out of my way to break it for a few days to see how that feels. When I've noticed a tendency to always walk or drive a particular route from point A to point B, I'll deliberately seek out a new route from time to time. Aside from disrupting the AI in my iPhone, that seems to be building up an understanding of my regular journeys, which is quite disturbing. It seems a good way to see different things and to awaken a part of my brain that previously ran on autopilot when I followed the standard route. When I've become habitual about drinking coffee first thing in the morning, I've temporarily opted for another beverage, putting my caffeine fix back by a couple of hours. If I've been routinely attending a cardio class at the gym, I'll instead switch to a heavy lifting session for a couple of weeks. None of these changes are radical, but I hope that I'm training myself to break out of a few ruts that I've fallen into subconsciously. I hope I'm making my mind a bit more agile and a bit more plastic in the process, and becoming a better able to feel comfortable out of the tracks and the trails that I'd fallen into by default. Routines and habits remain important to me, but I also recognise the power and importance of agility, flexibility, and being able to change as valuable traits too. Maybe we could all do with disrupting the patterns of our lives in a bid to shake things up a little bit. Have a think about how you can maybe break out some ruts in your own life to get better results. Until next time, this is Toby saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life Podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye. Thank you.